It's perfect. <laughs> Sure. Hello, my name is Danielle Kennedy Palmer, and it is a pleasure to be here. And she is professional, and I am not. I wouldn't <laughs> say that I'm professional, because that means that you're really good at what you do. <laughs> okay. Okay. Is my phone okay here, or should I like? It's fine. Okay. Like I want, you know, like I said, I wanted it to look like. Look, I'm making an Instagram post. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mean, hey, Why not? You know. Since we had time and all, since we had time, the one time Beethoven decided to smile for a picture for me, so it was so special. Anywho, all right, <clears throat> Lord, help. Yes, please. <laughs> In my mouth, please. All right. <clears throat> so, Danielle Kennedy Palmer. <laughs> Minor correction, when you sat up, your head went a little bit higher. Oh. Slouching before. Being a sloucher. We write the name of the show down. <laughs> I forget. <laughs> Sit with me. Are do you ready? We, do we look into the camera or? Um. Yeah. So that's your camera. If okay. you want to speak to the audience, I guess. Okay. And then this is my camera, and this is the awesome. two shot. Got it. Even though I only reserve for us to just do audio, somebody else said we could not just do audio. <laughs> we might just do the audio. Did you good. did you say go? Did he say go? He said you guys are good to go. Oh, okay. 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 <clears throat> Hello and welcome to Sit With Me. I am Tori Christina. I am your host of this podcast. Now, you guys, this is my very first podcast, so I am a little nervous. So is the guest. <laughs> so <laughs> is my guest. But Sit With Me is a podcast that is designed and dedicated to researching, finding out tools and management, management tools for um, mental health. That's what we're here to talk about is mental health. It is something that goes on with all of us, actually, but some of us have a little bit more um, challenges in that area. And so what I wanted to do was bring awareness to our community at large, that would be everybody, about the tools that you can use to manage your mental health. Because 
If God gave it to you, it is your job to manage it. I, my own, my own personal story is that I was diagnosed with P. Uh, can I start over, guys? Okay. Uh, I, You're doing good. I, I felt like I was, but let me write PMDD down. So I was about to like mouth it to, to you, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you should have. Okay. Okay, yeah. Cool. Okay, I won't start over no more. This is the last time. All right. Hello and welcome to Sit With Me. I am your host, Tori Christina. I am here with you to explore and talk about tools to manage your mental health. All right, because we know mental health is something that we've heard that that verbiage and it's kind of like a hot topic, but in the life of somebody that's really dealing with it is real. And you need the tools to be able to manage it. And one of my things is, um, my personal story is I was diagnosed with PMDD um, when I was in college. And I have just gotten, I was telling Danielle before the show, that I've just gotten to a point where I've accepted that this is what I have and I'm going to have to manage it. And I was like, okay, there is a way to manage it because you know, the Bible tells us that um, Paul had a thorn in his flesh and he asked God to remove it three times. And God says, hey, my grace is sufficient. So what he's saying is, is that I've given you the tools that you need to be able to manage this thing. And I'm not taking it away from you, even though I am believing God for my total healing and deliverance, because one day I would like it to be completely gone. But for now, hey, I'm going to have to manage it. So I wanted to share tools um, with the audience on how to manage your mental health. And I have Miss Mrs. Let me get it right because your husband might be listening. <laughs> Mrs. Danielle Kennedy Palmer. Hello. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for having me on the show. And like, <laughs> It's great to be here. I am a little nervous. So y'all just bear with me, bear with us as we present to you our our expertise, our experiences, our everything. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Now, um, Danielle is a professional. Okay. So on this show, you will get um, testimonies and um, experiences from those who are dealing with mental health issues and all the, and those that like actually work in a mental health field. So, but Danielle is super special and super unique because she gets to deal with both. Yes. <laughs> Lucky you. <laughs> yeah, we can really laugh about this now because yes. um, now, before now, I was like, mm, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But I think, like I said, like for me, I had to come to a place where I really accepted that. Okay, this is something that I have to manage. This is something that is a part of me. And for a long time, I kind of felt, I think I, because my niece is the one that brought it to my attention. She was like, well, I never heard you talk about it. And I said, well, it's not something that I talk about. She was like, are you embarrassed? And I'm like, kind of, I guess. When I really thought about it, I was a little bit like, why me? You know, right. like, why do I have to have this issue that does not seem to go away? 
Absolutely. And I think everybody asked that question. Really? I think it's important to to recognize that I, I come to see it now mm-hmm. that it's my superpower. Yeah. So I teach like the kids that I, I work with, uh, with substance abuse and severe mental health and the adults as well, that once you manage it, it can definitely become your superpower mm-hmm. and it can definitely allow you to do things that maybe someone else might not be able to do. You're literally just doing it in a different way. Okay. So when you say like, it's a superpower, like explain that more to me. Sure. So, uh, I was diagnosed with bipolar disorder, uh, when I was in my late twenties, like literally, <laughs> So I have had I had it all my life Um, Mm -hmm. growing up with Caribbean parents. They didn't really know what it was. They didn't really know how to handle it or what to do, who to talk to or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also had trauma on top of that. Yes. So it's like it just exacerbated my symptoms Mm -hmm. and it all came crashing down when I was in my late 20s, literally a month from graduating my program in graduate school. Are you serious? I was literally in a hospital because of my episode, manic episode. So it was just like traumatizing and terrible. And Mm -hmm. I'm grateful for that because I was able to get through that and actually see both sides of the spectrum Uh, in a sense of you're seeing what uh, a a person would go through if they go to the hospital, what that would look like, what that would feel like. Oh, that's awesome. You know, so I got to experience that for myself. Yeah. The anxiety, the fear, the trying to figure out everything uh, while working with the hospital staff and then going through your own treatment, figuring out what medications work for you, what Mm -hmm. doesn't. Mm -hmm. It's been like four years post that to try to figure out what medication worked for me mm-hmm. and my body and uh, just my own cycle of sleeping, eating and what my triggers are. Yes. So it, it, it <laughs> was triggers. a lot. And it's, funny. <laughs> it's funny because I was doing that while I was serving those with mental health issues. But that's how you it know? is. It's like, okay, so I'm a minister. So you know, I have my own personal issues that I go through my life and then they'll ask me to preach. And I'm like, not today. <laughs> like I can't tell nobody nothing. Okay. So I, I, I totally get it. Yeah. And I got to a point where I was just like, you know what, Lord, thank you. Thank you for this Aww. because I was able to recognize how I can serve the community better and also how I can manage myself better. I am so happy so. you're my first guest. Like I'm about <laughs> to cry. I'm like, seriously, so emotional because you know, it's like, like you said, thank you, Lord, that you've given me this. And that's what I, when I started um, um, being able to manifest the vision for this podcast and other things that I'm going to do, I was like, it it really released my purpose. I was like, oh my goodness. Like, this is why you put me in this body with this situation so that I can help other people because a lot of times when you're dealing with mental health issues not all the time can you articulate what is going on with you and God has brought me into a place where I can really articulate okay this is this this is that this is what I need and and everybody can't do that right you know and so I want us to be able to help people get to the place where they can manage their mental health the first step to doing that is literally recognizing that it's it's okay mm-hmm. to not be okay. okay. And I think with with our community, we're taught so much to just just push through it, just just go, keep grinding, right. keep going, hustle, do what you got to do. And like we don't literally take the time to like just sit and recognize what's going on within us mm-hmm. until it's like way too late right. you know, to the point where we have diabetes, we have high blood pressure, we have 
um, you know, really big health issues, mm-hmm. that's when we stop to like, okay, let me slow down now. Let me. Okay. So you're saying me. like those physical health issues are linked to our mental health. Yes, absolutely. It can, because mm-hmm. if you're depressed, you would either eat more and you'll crave like more salt or more sugar yes. to help you like get that, that try to get that feeling, yeah, that feeling by that serotonin going through your body, the yes. dopamine going through your body. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're trying to do that. But at the same time, your body's like, that's not what I need. So right. now you're packing on more weight. You're packing on more health issues and you're not dealing with the core issue. Okay. Now, and this is good for people that, like you said, that are coming into that place where they're recognizing that I'm not okay. You know, like these are some of the symptoms (laughs) that come out of that place of I'm not okay. Even with, and you're saying like food, like we use food to kind of get those feelings and get those emotions up. You know, some people use drugs, some people use alcohol and that's why kava, everything it's hard. Caffeine. I just quit caffeine. Okay. Because (laughs) that was my, uh, I needed that. I'm on decaf though. Look, I'm on decaf. Eventually I'm going to get off. Hey, and that's okay. And I I think that it's important to recognize too, that it takes baby steps. You're not just going to wake up one day and you're going to quit everything and everything's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. It's literally making a, a conscious decision to be like, okay, this is what I need to do. This is my first step. The very first thing is to recognize what are your symptoms? Mm -hmm. So for depression, for instance, because a lot of, the pandemic issues are being exacerbated. Mm-hmm. So now now we're seeing the full force of like mental health issues from yeah. the pandemic, yeah. from 2020. Mm-hmm. So it's like, now it's like people are recognizing, okay, like I might have an issue. Yeah. So with depression, it's a lot of, um, if you have trouble like getting out of bed, like it's hard for you to get out of bed, that hopelessness, that mm. feeling of despair, like yeah. complete despair, mm-hmm. you know, to the where you're eating too much or not eating at all, mm-hmm. you're sleeping too much or not sleeping at all. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the symptoms that you might want to look for as well. Mm-hmm. And um, also just like irritability, you know, just snapping at people, you know, trying to, um, some people resort to self-harming behaviors. Mm-hmm. And that's when you really want to pay attention um, as well to like get help for that. Do you feel like the addiction phase is like self-harming behaviors? I, it's my, my, Look, my take on that is that the addiction phase is I'm trying to cope with something I don't know how to cope with. Okay. And that's where I know that I can just go to this and it'll help me feel a certain way. Right. Because literally, chemically, you're off. Right. That, that's all it is. That's literally it, mental health. Let me <laughs> tell you. Let me tell you. Because with mine, with with my issue, you know, it happens within a certain window. And for a long time, when I really started researching it, I was like, Am, do I have like borderline personality disorder? Because the same things that happen within right. that um, what do you call it? That um episode, window, symptoms. No, the for? for like um borderline personality disorder is called a what? Like a personality a disease? disorder. Oh no, it's a, you know it's, what, it's, Danielle, it's, you don't have to do a, me like it's that. Not a disease. Okay, it's not a disease. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's just a personality disorder. A personality disorder. Yeah. So I thought I had a personality disorder, but PMDD is so it's like. I'm yeah. telling you, they're like, like bipolar. Neck. It looks like anxiety. Yes, looks, yeah. but it only yeah. happens in that window. And I would actually have those episodes. And and I noticed that, you know, it was up and down throughout my life, depending on what 
I was experiencing in life. So the more, like you said, the trauma, I it has like those trauma times where I experienced some things, it got worse and then it got out of hand because I'm no longer managing it. Right. I'm like in this world of everything else is going on and then it hits me. And then it's just, I don't know. It's just crazy. Yeah. And it's like, we have to recognize too that historically we as African uh, people of African descent have so many unresolved traumas mm. that we are generationally dealing with. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it, it comes from, you know, some, some could be abuse, some could be verbal abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, all these things that we don't talk about, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, <laughs> I like the movie Encanto from the Disney movie Encanto that like, is that a up. new one? Yes. Oh, I, I, wanted, it, I have it. I am going it. to watch it. Watch it. I am going to watch like, it. Cause I said I was going to, it sums up so much of what different family and family units are going through. Uh-huh. And I love that. It's like multicultural as well, mm-hmm. but going back to people of African descent, like we have so much trauma in our, in our, in our lineage mm-hmm. that it's literally compounded and if we don't stop to recognize that, we're going to keep repeating the same things. Mm. So it's like, you know, you hear the negative thing of people saying, oh, my mom was on welfare. I'm going to be on welfare. My child's going to be on welfare. Like all those things. And it's yeah. just like, okay, let's recognize what's really going on. Mm-hmm. Is it the fact that your your parent had an undiagnosed issue? Right. You know, it's- because it's hard. It's so hard because it's like, if we can just help. Just recognize that. And that's what we're here to do. Yeah. And it's like, I just want to encourage people because I'm really passionate about it. And that's why I love the feel of social work, because it not only looks at the person, but it looks at the person in the environment. Right. Whereas psychology would just focus on like the person, their behaviors, um, what's going on with them. But the environment matters. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's so important to look at what's going on around you, you know, and just Think about what can I do to change this or what can I do to like go forward and do different things. And it's like, be careful because a lot of people resort to marijuana because it's, it's from the earth. It's right. Like it's natural. Good, it's natural. It's yeah. <laughs> my, my body don't agree with THC. Okay. I started right. having so, really bad experience. And some people need to recognize that. <laughs> like, and that's the hard part because some people don't know that. Yeah. So we have, you know, teenagers that come in with like severe schizophrenic symptoms and because they have a, uh, episode from the THC from marijuana. It, it is like, it's, it's not, yeah. I'm telling you <laughs> it's <real> now, <laughs> I'm telling you. I used to smoke a lot of weed back in the 90s. I'm going to say back in the 90s. But the new weed, there's, I, there's a comedian that talks about this new weed. I don't know what that's, that's not, it's not, it's not the same, y'all. It's not from the earth. It is chemically, like they yes. put stuff just like in the food. Everything has been, you know, all kind of things have been dumped in it to really just get you addicted. And you got to be so careful because you don't know what's synthetic, what people add to it. Right. Um, other drugs are in there. Yeah. So you don't really know what you're getting. Right. Uh, so you got to be really, really careful. And mm-hmm. like alcohol is so easy because that's like the number one drug. So to speak, yeah. And, and it is. And, you know, it's kind of unfair. Like when I don't want to get into this discussion about the government and how they allow certain things to be legal and certain things are not legal. But I feel like alcohol is just as damaging, if not more damaging than somebody using marijuana. So alcohol is a depressant. Mm -hmm. What that means is when you drink it, you literally cycle into a depression. So that's Mm -hmm. why people really. Yes. Wow. (laughs) So that's why people like they'll have like a hangover. They have like trouble 
uh, feeling like happy or euphoric again. Mm-hmm. So they'll be like, okay, fine. I'll just drink more alcohol some more. because that's what's going to make me feel alive or make me feel loose or that right. liquid courage type thing. Yeah. But you're literally changing the chemistry in your brain and in your body. Mm. So it's like, you also have to be careful of that. Mm. And, and to genetically, there are some people who are more predisposed to becoming addicted. Mm-hmm. They might have the, uh, gene of addiction Mm -hmm. just like the same way you can have like heart disease you can have like diabetes in your genes let me ask you something so you know like if you give a child alcohol do you think that that affects them later on in life that's a good question because (laughs) I don't want to generalize it I okay that's that's what I I don't I don't want to generalize it because everybody's an individual and I truly believe that once you get help I I do believe that it's possible to break that cycle yes um but I would say be careful of the state of mind that you're in mm-hmm. and, and why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Because it might be something innocent, like you're doing socially because you are probably nervous to be around people. So you drink to kind of loosen up and talk to people. Mm-hmm. And now it's like you're doing it more often to get the same feeling. feeling. So you're trying that, to recreate that, yes. that feeling. So it's like you want to be really, really careful with that. Um, even with like caffeine, caffeine can induce like a lot of anxiety you know, and you have withdrawal symptoms from caffeine oh, as well. Oh, let me tell you, so. <laughs> I went on a, uh, we were doing a, we did a raw vegan thing for 30 days. Ooh, kudos to you. It was great. Now, <laughs> let me tell you, the first, the second day, I thought I was dying <laughs> from the withdrawal from the caffeine. Like, I, 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 <laughs> I literally had, like, the shake sweating yes i was throwing up it was it was terrible from caffeine that's when i knew this has to stop like i have to stop this because it's not good and it's like on the other side there are some people who can drink caffeine and be fine like they actually calm down right i've heard that people who have may have that issue Mm -hmm. may have an issue with adhd or add yeah so it's like you got to watch that too so it's like it's really important to talk to your doctor Mm-hmm. And let them know what symptoms you are. Mm-hmm. It's important to go to a doctor. Um, to a doctor, a medical <laughs> professional. Because our community doesn't like to go to the doctor until there's something drastically wrong. But do you feel like, uh, but because in our community, and I'm I'm not just speaking of the African-American community. I actually, and, and just to let you guys know that Sit With Me is a program for all beings. Yes. But I am a Bible believer. And so some of the perspective may come from there, but that does not mean that it's exclusive to that. But um, even within the kingdom, you know, when when in the church, when people have these issues, nobody wants to talk about it. They're like, come up here and get prayer. And you're like in the middle of this manic phase, like this prayer. I can't even hear you right now. I can't even hear you. And I explained to Danielle, I totally believe in the supernatural power of God and deliverance, like totally, completely hands down. But I also think that it needs to be a discussion within the church of how do we help those that are dealing with their mental health issues? Like how? Yeah. And how it starts with literally opening uh, opening up a safe space. Yes. We... As a people, as everyone, like you said, everyone, we need to stop judging and shaming this Yes, because we are all humans that go through this. Everyone at some point in their life has had 
uh, issue happening, whether it's anxiety, depression, uh, whether it's like a seemingly manic phase, everyone has gone through something like that or knows someone or has gone through like addiction in their families. Mm -hmm. So it's like we need to stop that stigma and that cycle of shaming people Mm -hmm. because it's a real thing. It is a real real thing. thing. It's a real issue. And for those of you who may not see it as a real issue, I just like ask you and I encourage you and implore you to just have compassion because yeah. Christ showed yes. compassion to everybody. Yes. Even if you may not agree or you think that your way is best, I would just say like, just have compassion for people and, because and it is they're compassion. dealing with it. Yeah. 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 People are dealing with it and then they don't have anyone to go to. It's like that auntie or uncle that you had and you just be like, Oh, they crazy. Don't they talk just- about Bruno. Watch <laughs> <Guas> Encanto. <laughs> He's just crazy, but no, but no, he has an issue that needs to be addressed, but we're just going to call him crazy our whole life and just let him act in these ways. And nobody ever really sits him down to really get him some help. So that's a hard one. Yeah. And it's like, uh, we would, some people would say, well, I don't have the means. I don't have the insurance. I don't have any way of getting Help. services mm-hmm. and there are so many programs out there and alone here in Palm Beach County nationally as well mm-hmm. you can go to NAMI uh, National Association for Mental Illness mm-hmm. uh, you can go to Mental Health America uh, there's also Mental Health Association of Palm Beach County mm-hmm. and also Broward County where you can call them up and it's literally uh, example it's a 411 of mental health resources mm-hmm. in your community where you can find um, places that do like um, sliding scale or you can get free of charge or even signing up for Medicaid, Mm. you know, so that way you can get the help that you need. And also there's, if you are unsure about your mental health or you need help, or if there's any suicidal ideations or self-harming behaviors, I would encourage you to go to the nearest emergency room because the nearest emergency room, you can literally have someone assessed and yes. they can also see a psychiatrist. They we put in the uh, psychiatrist psychiatric ward, mm-hmm. so that way they can get the help that they need. And you get the ball rolling really fast. Exactly. My my uncle um, works with a nonprofit, and he used to always say, "If you want to get the ball rolling really fast, and because he dealt with families and children, take them to the emergency room, and then you just get your ball rolling." Yeah. Yes. And if you don't have insurance, you, the, the health care professionals at the hospitals will sign you up for Medicaid if you qualify for it. So it's not like you you're going to be stuck with like having these enormous bills. Mm-hmm. There are programs that is there to help you. So it's just a matter of just going out there and, and getting them. Yeah. You know, and don't be afraid to get them um, because I know there's so much stigma as well with uh, minorities going to the healthcare field, I would still please don't let that stop you from getting the help that you need. Yes. And if if you're not sure, talk to someone, call someone 411, 211. Those are two numbers that are helpful here in Palm Beach County and I believe Broward as well. Um, there's the National uh, Suicide Line. Uh, they literally just changed it. So now I, I believe, don't quote me on this, I will double check, it's 988. Uh, if you need to talk to to someone right away, okay, and you can also call two one one as well if you yes. need to talk to someone right away. Yes, here in Palm Beach County. Yes, that's uh, that's awesome. I hope you all caught that, and you can also rewind and listen to it again and write down all of those um, places and agencies where there is help available. Because if you have to, it, there's a point where um, you become more self aware, and you understand that okay. 
something's different. Even with yes. your children, if just noticing their behaviors, you know, it, it it's especially with small kids, people, I, I taught school for uh, three or four years and I would see some of the parents will be like, they're so bad. Da, 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 da. No, they're not bad. There is something else going on. And then you hear the stories of the children and the trauma that they've experienced. Like they need some mental health counseling. Like they need something to support their mental health. And, um, other things I wanted to talk about. So when you're realizing, like I said, becoming more self-aware and people will tell you, you don't have to act like that. <sighs> you can, you, you're just, you're choosing to act that way. Uh, those of you that deal with mental health, you understand <laughs> this, this comment when people Think that you can handle, like you have control. We're talking about managing it, but when you're on the outside looking in, it's like if somebody has a, a disease or a disorder that you can see, it's more, it's easier for you to be compassionate about right. that. But because you can't see what's going on in my brain, it's harder to get that compassion. What do we say to people that are dealing with environments that they live in where people are just not compassionate about what they're dealing with mentally. Yeah. Please don't say that. <laughs> no. Like, no, it's, it's so hurtful when people, cause like, I know for me, when I was going through like my, literally I would cycle through depression and mania within hours, you know, of, of like growing up with uh, teenage hormones and trying to figure out my own mental health and like my trauma and all those different things. So my parents were like, what is wrong with you? Like, we're yeah. just going to discipline you, discipline you. And it's, it's like, okay, at some point, stop and ask the question. Um, and depression looks differently in boys than in girls mm -hmm. with girls. They, they would tend to internalize it and just like self-harm or just hide away or isolate from it. Mm -hmm. And also look out too for the kid that's overachieving as well. Mm. So sometimes when a kid is overachieving and is seemingly doing well, people tend to, oh, they're fine. Mm. I'm going to focus on this other right. kid over here. Exactly. So be careful with that too. Because even with adults, like we have to think about that. Someone who's always like doing great and perfectly, they're fine. I don't need to worry about them. And then, you know, they end up committing suicide, you mm -hmm. know, or something bad happens. Mm -hmm. So uh, just look out for that. And with boys, they lash out in anger. Mm. A lot of times society teaches men that, Anger is the only emotion. Anger and maybe happiness. Because you're a man. <laughs> yeah, because you're a man. You <laughs> have to show these things. And I, I feel that we as a society in 2022, we need to break that cycle of, of saying that because we yeah. are all human. We all feel. Right. We all have uh, just internal feelings that we're going through. And we just need to normalize feeling, mm -hmm. first of all. Um, I forgot your question. I was normalize like, feeling. <laughs> I flew like, away with normalized <laughs> feeling <laughs> because we are feeling beings yes. like we feel things and like, how yes. are you not supposed yes. to respond to your emotions? Right. And keep in mind, too, like the behaviors are literally just an exacerbation of what's going on internally. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of times it's it's not necessarily a, a bad kid that's going that's, you know, 
that you're dealing with. It's a kid that probably is not taught how to regulate emotions. Mm -hmm. It's probably a kid who's struggling with, you know, taking care of mom or taking care of a parent or caregiver who has a a disorder or undiagnosed or addiction or even like physical or sexual abuse, Mm -hmm. you know, all these different things. So you have to be really, really careful and really mindful instead of just judging a book by its cover and just like get to the root of it. You know, just talk to them and figure out what's going on. And there are therapists out there who do work with like kids as young as one to two years old. Really? Yes. Yeah. I actually, there's somebody on my list. I have a, um, a friend, I'll call her a friend. Um, she has two twin boys and they have autism and I'm going to get her therapist on to talk about that, even in that spectrum. And they're really young. So yeah, autism is 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 challenging. Mm-hmm. But those kids, oh man, they're so like loving. They're so they're so amazing. Like outside of the they're box. So they're amazing. not they're not Yeah, they're not caved into society's yeah. plan. Right. <laughs> they're like really just outside of the box. Yeah, and keep in mind that it's a spectrum as well. Mm-hmm. So you may not be on the severe end of the spectrum. There could be a mild uh, side of the spectrum as well. There are some uh, kids who are diagnosed with autism that are they can't speak, mm-hmm. and some of them just have social issues. Right. They can't uh, look you in the eye or give eye contact or understand social cues or sarcasm. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing uh, mm-hmm. for kids who are diagnosed with autism. They're they're not sure how to understand jokes or sarcasm. Right. So you, they're very very direct and very like literal. Yes. And again, this is a chemical <laughs> issue. Yes. It's not something that they can control or, or deal with. Right. Yeah. So that's what that was was the question was yeah. I was saying. I like, had to go circle back. Yeah. <laughs> I get passionate. I'm passionate about what I do. <laughs> you are. And that's great because people working in even in healthcare and, and other people services, you should be passionate about it because you're dealing with people. So exactly. I I appreciate your passion. Yeah. So I think um, we're going to end on this. So what are some tools, because we want to talk about tools to manage, and because you and I have both so experienced the manic phases of mental health, how, what are some great tools that you have used to calm down and come back? Well, I, let me tell you what I've, what I've been doing. Well, of course, I I still take my prescription medicine (laughs) from my doctor, which is very helpful. Um, I don't feel like the medicine from my doctor really is a cure for it at all because I still experience what I go through. I'm so glad you brought that up. I'm so glad you brought that up because uh, a lot of times when when, uh, people take medicine, they think that it's it's, going to fix it. It's going to fix it. The, the medicine helps you to manage the symptoms. Yes. So what happens is now as you're managing the symptoms, you have to learn the coping skills to deal with those symptoms as well. Mm-hmm. So that way it can help you just cycle through what the episodes that you're going through or the feelings that you're going through as well, because mm-hmm. life doesn't stop. Stress right. happens. So you have to learn how to cope with those as well. And the medication for, for me personally, uh, when I started using medication, I was on a higher dosage mm-hmm. and I was able to, that helped me to cope with my trauma. It helped me to really like center myself and find out what it. are my triggers. Yeah. So for me, it's, it's stress and sleep. Mm-hmm. If I don't sleep, 
I can't function. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's a big thing. So for for me personally, and I'm sure for some of you out there too, it's really important to to get a structure to yes. have to have a structure mm-hmm. and to stick with that. Even for kids, like I, I know it's hard because there's so many parents out there that work, so many caregivers that work, so many single moms out there. But it's so important to provide structure mm-hmm. because when you when you provide structure and you have like a, a schedule that helps a child uh, mainly to feel safe. Right. So they know that, OK, I this is going to happen every time. day. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. I, I go to bed at this time. And a really big thing for me is a bedtime routine. Mm-hmm. This has helped me so much because like I try I like and that. I'm still working on that. Look, I'm writing it down for me like these. See, I'm writing yeah. notes here, but these <laughs> notes are for me. <laughs> Have a bedtime routine. Uh, t- turn off the devices like an hour before you are ready to go to bed. Ugh. Because if you're watching TV or the news, please don't watch Oh, I don't watch the news. I never know what's going on in the world. My mom thinks I'm like an alien because I don't want to know, but I can't handle it. Yeah, so be careful with that because what happens is you're you're revving up your system even more because like you're stress you're trying to you're watching social media so now you're you're thinking bad about yourself because these people are doing so many things and i'm not doing what i need to do and all those things and you start beating yourself up comparing yourself yeah and Mm -hmm. it's like now you're trying to go to bed and it's like your your mind isn't rested so it takes you longer to fall asleep and Mm -hmm. some people don't fall asleep so they'll keep playing video games or doing what they need to do just to help them like slow down or Mm. just completely collapse so that they go to sleep. Oh, so they just wear themselves out. Yes. And that's still not good because they're not going to get enough rest. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So try really hard to like slow down and also watch your diet. Like um, too much salt, too much sugar. Be careful of that. Um, And be careful of how much uh, energy drinks you're drinking as well. Mm -hmm. Um, kava bars be very careful what are kava kava bars bars. i'm literally still learning about it so it's i don't want to give the wrong thing but my understanding is like it's not a like drug per se but it's like a root of a plant that they use they add into their things for those of you who don't who know correct me if i'm wrong because i'm not like fully. i have invested. no idea i haven't i literally like was i kinda, see them all over the place yeah. but i don't know what they're doing so in there it's just a mind altering <laughs> a mood altering um really thing. so okay. to help people like cope just be careful um, yeah. be careful what you're putting into your body because you personally don't know what uh chemicals you that may interact with you negatively right so it's important to talk to your doctor drink a lot of water mm-hmm. um and just you know go at your own pace mm-hmm. so structure sleep routine um and healthy coping skills so if you struggle with like self-image or, or self-awareness mm-hmm. start with affirmations you know, what do you like about yourself? What do people say that's good about you? Mm-hmm. You know, like how how do you see yourself? How can you love yourself more? Right. Because so many times we pour our love and our, our cups into someone else, expecting them to give us pour back what we, we've given them. And we can't depend on other people to give us something that they too may lack as well. Right. So we have to be really careful who we link up with, like uh, relationship wise, just be mindful of that. And my mom and Oprah says this, like <laughs> your mom and, <laughs> and Oprah, mom and Oprah. <laughs> 
She says, when people show you who they are, believe them. Seriously. Yeah. But we don't, you know, and yeah. I think that's something I'm a, I'm an empath. So a lot of times, like I will see who people are, but I still am like, just hope for the best. You know, you just love that potential that's never going to get there. So, so here, here's the thing that I've, I've come to recognize that we fall in love with a person's potential. Mm-hmm. We don't fall in love with who they are right now. now. Right. And we are hoping to change them and love them through it and like and love get there. them so much that they will get there. But it's like at the same time, we also have to be mindful of codependency. too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that we don't really talk about as codependency. And codependency is uh, literally like you are sacrificing yourself mm-hmm. for another person. Yeah. And I know that sounds like harsh too, because some people say, well, that's my kids. I'll do anything for my kids. I'll die for my kids. Let's live for our children. Look, I'm going to drink this water. <laughs> no, I just, just want to encourage people to live for your children live as for well. Your children. And heal for your children. Yes. You know, because like we deserve to be healed. We deserve to talk about these things. We deserve to to heal from our traumas. Yeah. Because if not, we're, we're sending it to the next generation. Yeah. You know, and it's like if if I constantly see my mom get angry and frustrated and like, you know, do all these things like negatively, I'm going to mimic that same behavior, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's like, meanwhile, I didn't know my mom was struggling with anxiety, you know, those, you know, those type of things. So it's like, we have to be really mindful because our children are watching. Mm -hmm. And we also have to remember to, I want to go back to basics. It takes a village, yes, you know, and we have to now even more so than ever to band together as a people, no matter who you are, let's stop judging people. Let's stop, hating people mm-hmm. because now is a time that we need each other most. Yes. And I know that some people may seem harder to love mm-hmm. because we don't understand what's going on up there mentally. Right. And forgiveness is possible. Oh. And I feel like we need to remember that too, yeah. that it is possible and go at it as your own pace mm-hmm. because you never know what that abuser or what that person could have gone through that they did to you or did to someone you love. Right. You know, healing is definitely possible. And I just want to encourage everybody that whatever you're going through, there are people here to help you, you know, and I'll definitely like, you know, you guys can find me on Facebook. If you guys want to talk some more, just, Hey, Danielle, I don't know. Can you link me this resources? You know, feel free to, to do so. I'm more than open to help you guys. If you want to do workshops, I'm, I'm here for definitely that. Doing workshops. I'm totally here for that because like, let's make this year, this generation, a healing and a healed generation. Oh, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> A hill generation. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, because yeah, we're still, we're, I, my shirt says faith. We are still people of faith, and faith is, you know, hoping for those things that we can't see, and we still believe, yeah. you know, and I, be, I believe in healing for all, and I, I really enjoy, like, that it goes, it's, it's a global thing, you know, because we're all human, right. no matter what the color of your skin is, no matter, you know, whatever our differences are. And, and we're just, everybody's different. Absolutely. Everybody's different. That's, so that's the beautiful part of it. Yeah. That's part everybody's of it. different. You know, some people struggle maybe a little bit harder than others, you know, and maybe a little bit more to manage it, but 
we have the ability to do so. So, and we have the science to do it as well. Yes. Before we go, I have one more thing to say. Go ahead. Um, we tend to forget that people in the Bible are people. There are stories in the Bible that deal with trauma, that deal with depression. Let's look at Saul. Let's talk about Saul for a minute. So Saul literally he, removed himself from God. And what happened? He fell into a depression. Mm-hmm. He would call David to come and play, play for him. Music, Guess right? what? That's music therapy. Uh, that is something that we use right now. Therapy. So it's like there's 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 stories in the Bible. There's things that context that we can look at and see that. That's beautiful. God has already made provision. Yeah, I, I really thought about that. I was like, Saul is like really dealing with something yeah. and that soothed him. That's so right. like you're saying, it, it's just a, a method, a tool that he used to manage his mental health. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yep, there were real people in the Bible, y'all. For sure. Like, we tend to forget. Right? Yeah. Like, so long they they talk about, about all the good parts, but let's mm-hmm. talk about, like, like that part. Like Gideon? <laughs> let's, let's talk about Gideon in the let's Bible. talk about that part. <laughs> Who struggled with his faith and struggled with, like, feeling like he was good enough right. to lead his people. Mm-hmm. You know, because he asked God... Lord, are you sure you want me to go to battle? Uh, make the dude the, on this he, side this wet. The one, the mighty men of valor, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. You know, so it's like he struggled with like anxiety and and self image, self confidence. You know, self confidence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like we have to remember too that we have an amazing God, mm-hmm. a God who created the universe. Yes, He created us. Yes, so He knows. So He knows, and He did not give us. More than we can bear. Exactly. So we need to also, I encourage you out there to not compare yourself to other people because that's not your testimony. Right. You have your own testimony exactly. that is going to change lives and change people's perspective mm-hmm. of you. And don't let your mental health or whatever you're going through, you feel like you can't move forward because that is the attack of the enemy. Right. You can definitely move forward no matter Absolutely. what you're going through. Absolutely. There are people around you that you can reach out to. There's a community of people that you can reach out to. And of course we have to, as people of faith as well, be willing and open our arms to those people right. because that is the gospel. That is what Jesus it's and for God everybody. commissioned us to do. He died for the world, yes. not just yeah. certain people. The whole wide world. Love on. I'm gonna get off my soapbox. I'm so excited! Yay! So we're definitely gonna have Danielle back, um, probably on season two, and you will see her at some of the events that we will have, and she'll be helping out because her passion is undeniable. (laughs) absolutely undeniable and I know that she'll be able to help people where you know and sometimes we get in places where we don't feel like we could be helped like you said when you're in that bed and you're depressed and you you can't even get up out the bed well there there is a place of healing for you and we're going to bring you all the tools you need to help manage your mental health. So I would like to thank you, Danielle, for thank being you. here today. Thank you for having me. This was absolutely this was fun. fabulous. Yes. I was so nervous, y'all. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was so nervous. You did an amazing job. And your voice sounds really good in my headphones. <laughs> <laughs> so this is so Sit With Me. What? <laughs> What did you say? I said, don't make me start singing. Can you sing? Um, <clears throat> Go. I can, briefly. Okay. A little bit. Go. Wait, what? Now? Yeah. I don't know if like that. Oh, my gosh. Can you sing something? Because um, y'all don't want to hear me sing. Because I be trying to sing. I was like, I don't know why God didn't give me the gift of a 
la, la, la. <clears throat> yeah. You don't want to sing anything. Uh, what do you want me to sing? I don't. Don't I worry know. about it. <laughs> I'm just joking. I was just joking. But if she decides she wants to sing, yeah. So now that I know, I ha- now that I know, I have your list of gifts. <laughs> we will pull the gift up out of you. Do you sing on at church? I do in okay. my seat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have such an amazing praise team. I get intimidated every time. Really? Um, but yeah, I used to sing like at church and choirs. Like I did solos. Really? Yeah. yeah. I used to. I used to do solos too, but I was like ten, and they just tell you you sound good when you're that age. It's not. It's not right. Because I really thought, and my sister was the one that was like, I don't know why they keep telling you you sing so well. <laughs> All right, so this is Sit With Me, you guys. Uh, We're going to have plenty of guests on to continue to talk about this topic of mental health because we are on our journey to wellness. So thank you for tuning in and listen for next time. We're done. Is that okay? (laughs) That was good. (laughs) That was really good. Like, I hope I answered your questions. You I was did. Like, did I give them any managers? Go yeah, away. that was really good. Very, I, I love like all the, um, the, the tools that you gave as far as the agencies that they could call and things of that nature. Because that's really good because people are probably listening and they're, they're thinking like, maybe I should call. You right. know what I mean? And so it's not just like just talking, but actual tools that they could use. So. Yeah. When I get um, it all edited and together, I will be sending you a copy. Cool. Mm -hmm. It was very good. So it was worth your day off? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. I appreciate it so much. Thank you for having me. I hope I gave, like, the right numbers. If not, I will do corrections. I will, like, in the description box, we'll put, like, all the right stuff. Cool. If it's wrong. Yes, it is. Absolutely. I think great. She did a